What it took to be Michael, like Michael Jordan, like what's the difference? Cause, cause I, I used to like watch basketball when I was younger, and look at everybody else on the court other than Magic or, or other than Michael, other than LeBron. I'm like, why does does that nigga not give a fuck about their life? You know what I'm saying? And they obviously do. Yeah, but but at a young age, I questioned it. I was like, do you do they not want to be LeBron? Like, why not just go be LeBron? I always, I spent my whole life questioning, like, what separated the holy niggas from, like, an average Joe? And it's literally the small details. And 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 it's it's the small details and, like, those weaning hours. It's not, it's not, it's not the days, it's the minutes. You know what I mean? If that, if that makes sense. Like, it's literally those minute times and instances, like, that, that separate the greats. It's not that, you know, LeBron can jump is that the nigga woke up at four o'clock every morning, went to the gym, like, and literally went hard every second of that workout. He didn't take no breaks. Those, like, those no breaks is the difference. A nigga to take a break and a nigga that, like, would die before he'd take a break. That's the difference. You know what I mean? Like, I read a book called Grit. Uh, I believe the author's name is Caroline Duckworth. And LeBron specifically was one of her greatest yeah. examples of what grit was, yeah. right? Because... His passion met purpose, met perseverance, right? Because even with passion and purpose, if you don't stick that shit out, if you're not willing to invest your five years of, you know, your podcast not yeah, making money. 10,000 hours. You know what I'm cool. saying? If you're not willing to invest that, then um, you you don't have grit. And grit is what separates, you know, Michael Jordan from the rest of NBA history. That's a fact. Yeah, I just, I just like literally had that. Well, I mean, it's a realization I've been having over the past year, but like I just found out the way to like articulate it. it's like it's not the it's not the days it's not the years it's literally those minutes those seconds that split decision where like should i watch netflix and fuck off five hours or should i like try and be great at what i claim i want to be great at like that's literally that those three seconds of like that decision is what separates niggas so yeah i just i don't know it's I mean, realization for me. after a certain point, you definitely become a creature of habit. I don't think yeah. that Jordan or Kobe or LeBron or any athlete or any great in anything Eventually, really. Eventually, it's second nature to just be great. Yes. Eventually. They didn't bank on themselves making the right decision every single time. They just did it enough times in a row consecutively to where their body is now moving autonomously. Let's start the show now. Welcome to another episode of the Breaking Bread Podcast on Bread TV, where we cultivate a community of creatives over the finest of cuisine. I keep it fancy. This is your B-Mike. 
Abdulaziz Oladi Meji Omotayo Sanusi, aka Oladi 2, aka Meji 2 times, aka Big Cozy, aka Organic Spicy Ginger, aka Lore Hydro Boost, aka Heineken Virus, aka Inside Life. And this is your A Mike, Hassan, aka Tai, aka Olasukomi, aka Olokun, aka Omoni, aka Young Baritone, aka Little Larugula. AKA your baby mother's baby father. Tell her I said hello. When are you at your happiest? I would say I'm at my happiest when I am guilt free about the time that I'm spending. When in fact, um, I feel as though the time that I'm spending is literally paying me just by me spending that time. If if that makes sense, you know, I'm a, I'm a big time person. So if um you know the 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 times that I'm literally um you know doing anything that I feel as though is 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 paying into my soul, that's when I'm the happiest. What's something you could teach a master class on? Wow, that's a great question. I could teach a master class on wow that is a great question Jesus I could teach a master class <laughs> why do you think it's difficult to answer that question I know exactly why I think we have a little self esteem about what we're um, like quote unquote masters of um, I really you know I've don't think I've mastered anything in this life. I think there's um, certain things that I spend a lot of time on. Um, a master class, I could teach a master class on how to slang cheesecakes, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> how to eat pussy. That's one that I was going to say, but because I'm really good at that. No disrespect to anybody. I don't even mean no disrespect to you by saying that. I just firmly believe that I could teach a master class on that. So, yeah. Answer 1A and 1B. There you have it. <laughs> um, I want to know, in your opinion, um, would it be beneficial or detrimental to take a break from social media right now? And And how so? I think a lot of us need a break. I think this is the perfect time for a lot of us to take a break. I think times like this make people look to social media for the wrong things, like the news and the truth. Um, I think that, you know, I wish that a lot of us took a break before now because <laughs> now there ain't shit to do and all you feel like you can do on a consistent basis is be on your phone. Um... But I think it'd be best for most people right now to disconnect uh, for at least, you know, an hour, a day or a day a week. Um, because life is still happening around you, whether you realize it or not, whether it seems like it, whether the traffic reflects it, the activity outside reflects it. Life is still happening around you and you're going to miss it if your vantage point is focused on, you know, your black screen. a huge detriment to um any creative out there is your vantage 
your vantage point being everybody else's vantage point or your vantage point literally being other people. If that's all you can pull from, that might not be the best for your creative spirit and output. Especially because what makes art unique and so visceral and polarizing is individual perspectives. What God put in you. What makes, you know, Basquiat, Basquiat was the fact that, you know, we look at his art and say, I don't think anyone else could communicate emotion the same way. Uh, so being too outwardly focused, even in your joy, talk less of art, like social media, I think should be taking a break from right now because uh, at this time, I feel like a lot of us are realizing how much of our joy is outwardly focused. And yeah, our enjoyment and a is a lot of people going crazy. So recently I was watching a really great interview um by a man named Tyler Kwali. For those that don't know who he is, go Google him. He's he's a, a um extraordinary, legendary rapper. And a surprisingly, at least to to me, um an excellent interviewer. Um he interviewed a man named John Forte, who was um, who came up with the Fugees. He was he was uh, part of the Fugees as they were coming up in New York. Um, from the from OKPlayer.com, if you know the name Forte, then chances are you're familiar with the story. Born in Brownsville, Brooklyn, Forte would find his way to the esteemed Phillips Exeter Academy in New Hampshire, the New York University. By the age of 22, he was featured on one of the of, on one of the defining rap albums, the Fuji's masterpiece, The Score, taking home a Grammy in the process. Two years later, he released his own debut, Poli Sci, a very 1998-sounding New York City rap album. And if you know that part of Forte's story, then you know what happens next. Poli Sci was a commercial disappointment, selling under 100,000 copies, which back then was terrible. Now, you know, 80,000 is great. 80,000 is what Tory Lane's about to do. And, and that's a, a huge success. But and that's, that was terrible. Uh, and that's off of a week of promo. Yeah. <laughs> the Fugees, the Fugees was selling millions of records. But um, going on, um, in 2000, after, no, in 2000, Forte, who was short on cash, was arrested at Newark International Airport for attempting to transport 31 kilos of liquid cocaine worth around 1.4 million at the time. He was sentenced to 14 years in prison in 2001. So during the interview, they talk a lot about, or this, when, they, when they're going over this part of his life, he speaks about um, just, you know, desperation. And, you know, so I guess my question to you is, is there anything in your life that would make you feel the transport need to transport 1.4 million in liquid cocaine um, through Newark Airport. So anything right now that, you know, because that's like you willing to die for that shit. Shout out to everyone who listened uh, to my bone marrow donation story on whatever episode of the podcast that was. Is there anything that I would be willing to go the distance and cross all the lines for. 
I think I know very well that my peace of mind is the most valuable thing to me in this life. And especially during this time where all I have to really worry about as a priority, in my opinion, my biggest priority is my peace of mind because being in isolation is like meditation to me. It's like being in the hyperbolic time chamber. So while you're in that time, like that's when it's most important to me to be like efficient, um, to be mindful, to, to refine my, my processes. Mm -hmm. Um, and what time specifically are you talking about? Uh, this time of, of, of isolation and quarantine, uh, -huh. uh because of the, the pandemic okay. taking over the world, you know, okay. the COVID, the COVID virus uh -huh. is still, um, unfortunately taking lives and at, at a faster rate that we can find out how to stop it. So your peace of mind tells me that there is nothing that would make you want to transport 1.4 million but what worth of liquid. I'm food. saying that my peace of mind is worth doing that if it came down to it. Oh, that's the answer. Your that's peace the of answer. mind. The answer yeah. is at the end of the day, more than your living arrangement, your car, your job, I feel like all of these things that we claim that we want for ourselves or we talk about what is important to us in this life, it pretty much is all to reinforce and support your peace of mind, your quality of life, you know, and how much at peace you are with the way you're living. And so, um, you know, a huge part of why I believe, and, you know, he, he mentions it in the interview, you know, when your album does that, um, and you lose a lack of support from your label or, you know, you just are short on cash because you didn't recoup the album. You know, you'll, you'll find yourself in unique situations. Um, you know, um, you'll find yourself in unique situations in the name of staying afloat. It was just really profound. I mean, nobody ever thinks they're going to be in that position of selling one point of just transporting of even having that of even being caught with it. Nobody even thinks they're going to ever be in a position of being sentenced to 14 years. And he speaks about compartmentalizing like what he thought he needed to do, <coughs> excuse me, and this and this other life of like being a musician. Cause he was really, he was a dope dealer and a musician, but he did it, you know, there was a reason. And nobody ever thinks that they're gonna be in that position until you're there, so. When so I think of desperation, I think of why I got baptized. A lot of people that, don't know my story, have asked why Abdulaziz Oladi Beji or Motayo Sanusi was born a Muslim and later on gave his life to Christ. Um, I think the clearest answer for that question is uh, a feeling of desperation. I was desperate for a change in my life and did what I thought was necessary, what I hadn't tried before to enact change, to give myself a chance to forgive myself. Uh, you know, I think, I think it's honestly a similar desperation. Honestly. I felt like you had no, no other choice to save yourself but to do that. No other choice because it's saving myself, I don't even think I'm capable of saving myself. I needed saving. Well, I, well, I feel you, I'm just saying. Yeah. That was, a de even that decision is saving yourself. Yes. What's your guilty pleasure? Marijuana. I don't feel inwardly guilty about marijuana. I feel guilty about what um, people might think of, you know, the stigma around it and just, you know, just, you know, that. But inwardly, I feel guilty about women. That's my guilty pleasure, women. Um, 
Would you say that women are a weakness of yours? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say weakness. I don't think they're a weakness. Um, I think that I love them, and I'm intrigued amazingly by them, and I like to explore them. Not wanting to sound like you know I'm exploring everything, but I just you know I'm drawn extremely to them, and um, sometimes it's a distraction. So it's definitely, I'm guilty about the distraction sometimes that women can be. So what would you describe as a weakness of yours then? Even with women, we'll say a weakness of mine with women and in general, I, you know, I wish I knew myself better. Although I know that I know myself to, to, a, to an extent that I'm comfortable with, um, at the same time, I'm hard on myself. And I know that sometimes not knowing yourself can... Um, it allows outward influences to sway you when you're not firm with what you, you know, with what, if you're not standing firm in your beliefs and your, um, your, your modus operandi, um, outward influences often can sway you. So I wish I was more confident, even though I know myself, I know what I, I know the type of man I want to be. Um, I'm just, you know, I haven't exactly put it into practice in real life as much as um, I would have loved to. Also, it's an, it's an everyday, you know, ex, um, um, journey to know yourself. And I feel as though that journey is accelerating for me recently. So it's not like I've always known the type of man I want to be. If I've recently figured it out, it's going to take time to get to that place. But I just, you know, I, I hate the fact of, I hate the, 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 uh, the times where I look back and I'm like, damn, I knew better but I'll allow something to, to change what I know. So that's definitely a weakness of mine. How have you actively addressed these weaknesses? Um, I mean, it ain't nothing to it but to do it. So it's like, just by standing firm and reinforcing those beliefs, it's like you can't make the same mistake over and over again. Sooner or later you're gonna have to act on the things that you say you believe in. So it's just an everyday, like, it's it's literally you can't you can't just say I'm doing this an everyday battle, and I think realizing that it's an everyday battle is definitely one thing that I'm doing to um to better that situation. But also it's just like doing those things every day, like realizing every time a situation comes, knowing you know, knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know, but just knowing where you won't go, where you won't be pushed, what you won't deal with, what you won't put up with. Because once you start dealing with those things that you that you know you you know shouldn't be, that's when you start to act in ways that you know you shouldn't be acting. You get the you get pulled into situations that you know you shouldn't be in. All right, last question. Give your co-host feedback in one sentence. I'm thinking. Trust me. I feel as though. Um, it's, since you put it this way, my co-host, um, and I struggle with this at times too. It's just something that's, um, you know, in the front of my brain. As I said about, you know, that grit and, you know, um, what separates greatness from goodness and from mediocrity is, you know, I see my co-hosts 
talk the talk a lot, and I would like to see him walk the walk more and just match those um, uh, match those thresholds. Because I feel as though, I mean, even with me, if I did half the shit I said I wanted to do or if I put half the action, you know, if I put half of, if I if I put half of you know my um if I put half of my enthusiasm you know if I put half the action of the enthusiasm that I put into the show or just into my life in general like things would be better and I know that like you know I've, this thing this this thing is stuck in my head from be- the the beginning of time you know um finesse will only get you so far that charisma charisma is the word that i'm actually looking for charisma will only get you so far and it's actually something that i'm you know as i'm telling you this i'm telling myself this charisma will only get you so far so you can like you can you can you can speak you can speak like you're in the right positions and like you know what you're doing but until you make the decision you know, to 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 spend those long nights, those long hours, until you make the decision to truly commit time and energy, um, extra time and energy, like extra, extra, extra time and energy. Um, you know, you're gonna. It's, it's no way to really like grow until you challenge yourself. Yeah, that's what. That's the construction. Constructive criticism, I would say, challenge yourself to learn new things, and to and to just be better every single day. Like every single day, like literally say, I'm gonna do more than I did yesterday. I'm gonna be better than I was yesterday with with whatever it is, you know. I guess we're talking about the show, so yeah, just always, you know, challenge yourself, and always be mindful of, of the need to challenge yourself. Never be complacent. That's it. Um, don't don't stop it yet. Um, I would like to end this by um letting the people know that there's something you know that I want to try. Um, I you know me personally. You know, solitude, I think you said something about this too, it's just like solitude breeds like soul searching and just like, you know, there's a lot of questions and answers, you know, to yourself. Um, and part of that, like I've I've been speaking a lot on like journaling lately. Um, so, you know, I just wanna encourage, I wanna do my best to just, you know, encourage people to do it, to try it um, and just speak on like, you know, how, how much of a help has definitely been to me and, and, and to others. And somebody gave me the idea of just like, you know, highlighting, you know, journaling and just trying to like get some, some, um, you know, some of our, some of our listeners to kind of, uh, participate. So I want to end off by reading a journal entry of mine. Um, and also by, um, you know, letting the people know you can email breaking bread television at gmail.com. You can also DM us, um, on Twitter and Instagram at breadtv underscore and um, send us your journal entries. Um, if you're starting 
or if you've been doing this for a while, um, you can send an old one, you can send your latest one, but just, um, you know, send them in. Um, and, you know, we, you know, the, everything will be anonymous. Nobody will know your name or, you know, personal information. Um, but I just want to encourage, you know, the spirit of like vulnerability and expressiveness. So um, I'm going to share one of my. God, I pray that you allow me to conquer my demons. I know that any issue I run from will always catch up to me sooner or later. I know you have big, big things in store for me, the highest of heights, the most magnificent of views. I also know that you will test me in order to make sure I am ready for the blessings you have waiting for me. So God, please test me over and over again until you're sure that I'm ready. I vow to face my problems head on, to not take another day for granted. I know no one with, I know no one will chase my dreams for me. The same dreams that you show me on a daily can only become reality through my dedication and persistence. I also know you wouldn't show me these things if they weren't attainable. God, thank you for these visions. Bless me with persistence. And a few real ones that are down to get it. I can't wait any longer. I needed this yesterday. I needed this forever. Or I need this forever. The ability to bring dreams to reality with quickness and precision. Allow me to reconcile with past transgressions. Allow me to be free from shackles, both in the physical and spiritual slash mental. Prepare me for the kingdom. I promise I'll I promise I'll treat it right. A microphone is more powerful than a grenade. So make sure you never get in front of a microphone without something important to say. God bless. Took my dreams as a joke. Dreams as a joke. Until I'm prime time. Now they wanna deep throw. Thank you.